Hey guys, hey guys, welcome to the Longkang Kitties podcast, the create, the creative episode, where all four of us, uh, we are actually creatives, we talk about our, our life in the creative industry and perhaps the creative industry itself. So, quick, quick show of hands here, um, 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 okay, I'm an illustrator, that's what I do for a living, Angie, what do you do? There's I'm like three illustrators here. <laughs> well. right, let's, 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 just, uh, let's just get that out of the way. The only person who's not an illustrator is me, John Cat, the most handsome among us. I think there's a pattern oh, there, by the way. God. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. so other than the three illustrators here, I'm actually a photographer and uh, has been once for like, has been one for about 10 years. Recently, recently, you have left the photography business to go into the events business, right? I'm doing a whole bunch of other shit. I mean, it... The photography business has changed a lot lah. So end up I decided to take a break from it. I'm still servicing my old clients, my mm-hmm. best clients. But in terms of t- taking on new work, I generally uh, pass it on to a, another friend of mine, my ex-colleague. Hmm, interesting, interesting. And uh, uh, Jerry, are you still uh, uh, hard and heavy on illustration now as well? Yeah, still doing it, still kicking, still uh, getting business. Okay. And Angie, some of Angie's illustrations, you can, you guys can actually take a look at them. If you take, if you commute to work or to school by train, just take a look at some of the lovely illustrations drawn on um, the MRT walls and posters. Angie, those are yours, right? Yeah, so kind of you to mention. Hey, must, must sell <laughs> our, our. That's what Michael always says. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah those were done by me. The okay. the most recent uh, campaign illustrations. Okay. Okay. Okay, so basically, right, um, people have always been talking about the creative industry in Singapore and uh, there are many, many opinions and many, many nightmare stories and uh, apparently everybody has a nightmare story I've been asking around. So maybe for the, for the sake of the audience and to, to share some of the nonsense that goes on in the creative industry, can each of you just maybe share with us one story that has you know, gone through your life that has caused you great grief or perhaps a nightmare of sorts or made you trust people less, something interesting? So for me, it's just a matter of when I first started, it illustri- this, this particular incident illustrated to me the need right, to draft up like, proper contracts and Amen. proper uh, terms of services as well. Mm-hmm. Mine is not a particularly unique story or a very particularly interesting one, but it was a loophole that my former client he managed to catch me on it. So the way that it works right, is that I'm supposed to do some work uh, and then... It's an ongoing project for them, so they are they are still developing this one particular product. I'm not going to name names, lah. Okay, so so anyway, they are still developing this one particular product. I did some work for them. Then I said, okay, you guys want to so-called manage your cash flow, right? And I trusted this guy, by the way. So then, okay, why not this? You all start selling your your thing first. Then once the thing gets in, gets uh into the market, then after you pay me the amount. Uh, this was the arrangement, right? That we developed because I trusted the guy. I actually knew him for quite long. And then after that, he said, okay, that's fine. So in the contract, what I put down was um, 50% deposit and then the remainder 50% Hmm. when the project ends. That's like the precise wording. That's quite normal. That's quite normal. So then what happens was that about eight months later, the still no word from from these guys, right? So I say, hey, it's been eight months, right? So I think, and this was at the point in time when I first started, I was in urgent need of money. So mm. at, at this point, I was quite broke. You got in the 50% already though? I got in the 50%, but that was eight months ago. Okay. Right? So the remainder 50%, still trying to get it from them. His excuse was, the project is still ongoing. So I'm not going to pay you the 50%. So first of all, my trust has been 
fucking crumpled up and just thrown in the goddamn rubbish bin. Second of all, he's using this very obscure technicality, right, to go and try and wiggle his way out of payment. Of course, to this day, this money has not been seen. I'm not going to chase up on it anymore. It's only a couple hundred dollars in the grand scheme of things. But at the same time, right, I just felt really betrayed and the whole thing illustrated to me, right, okay, you know what, from now on, fuck it, contracts is going to be the same. Like, I'm not going to make exceptions for anybody anymore. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, so for those people who, who are uh, thinking of joining the creative industry as a freelancer, like, be very clear with the terms of service and be very clear, right, about what happens when things go south. Who is mediating for you? Uh, what do you do when, when the client refuses payment? Or what do you do when, in general, things are not going according to plan? I would dare say that also if you are, not just if you are a freelancer, but if you are being hired as a full-time or permalance kind of staff to look at the contract that's being offered to you anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. La. I mean, in general, I think as a whole, right, it's, it's, this incident sort of highlighted to me my lack of knowledge in contract laws. After that, of course, I went to did some digging and investigation. And then through my interaction with a lot of Singaporeans, right, what I find is that a lot of them don't understand contract laws. A lot of them have no idea what it's about. Like, most people, for example, don't know that contract right, doesn't have to be written. Handshake like, is a contract. Yeah. Like, if I were to say, Angie, here's an apple, give me 50 cents. The moment she fish out the 50 cents and wants to pass it, or wants to pass 50 cents on to me, the contract is signed. That's mm. the contract. We don't need something written for every transaction that has been done. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. So, with something like this, right, it could be used uh, both... In your for your benefit and in detriment to you as well. But I I mean like for myself I always like to get things down in black and white because yes you can have a verbal agreement but it, at the end if there's any dispute it's always like a he say she says kind of situation. So every time like I get on to a call with a client for example I'll always try to follow up with okay this is what we discussed um, earlier on the phone call blah 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 A B C D E F G. Um, you know, I would just like to, you know, clarify that I didn't have, we don't have any misunderstandings. Um, can you just, you know, confirm via email that, you know, we both agree on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, that, that kind of, I, I mean, that kind of saves a lot of hassle. And you and should trouble. also, also um, kind of follow up and uh, also CC uh, the people who are involved in that yeah. particular project so everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah actually, nowadays, kids, um, I realize that we aren't very good at CCing and replying all, uh. No, because it's all the instant me- instant messaging thing, you know. So mm-hmm. every time you go onto WhatsApp and everything, people like it for the convenience, but they don't understand that on the client side they can delete it, or you know it could be screen cap and use against you or something like that. So we should we should try to teach the younger ones. But then again, whether they want to learn is another issue. Yeah, recently I got into this situation where I was saying that hey, you know what? Uh, if you want to add on stuff, I I need to charge you extra for it, and then I send it via email. So after a very long time, this this client got back to me and they're like okay uh, please go ahead and that was just on like whatsapp and i was like uh sorry can you just send me an email like just to formalize the agreement you know so that mm. i know exactly how much uh, we are agreeing to uh, yeah you just reply to the email that i sent you and say that okay please proceed ahead you know that is much better than just like a random okay let, uh, please go ahead on a whatsapp convo with nothing in between mm-hmm. or beforehand mm. to um, you know, yeah, give no context. context yeah, no there's zero context, zero timeline, and then I was like, and then he he was a little bit put off, like like oh, don't you trust me, kind of. Yeah, never trust anybody. I don't trust my dad. Even. <laughs> yeah, like, people will say, hey, you know, don't you trust me? Or they I say, mean, he didn't say that. Like, but say, it was just um, like trust me. Like 
instantly distrust that person just yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> it was more like a, oh okay uh, so need to email I was like uh, yeah yeah trust you know, but that kind of stuff, mm. like okay okay yeah. okay I, I, uh, I, I, by the way I've also started to record my phone conversations um, Holy shit! Wow, you're so paranoid. <laughs> Did, you? <laughs> Did you tell the other other side? No, know. of course not. This, uh, this conversation may be recorded for training like purposes. For, for <laughs> is it legal to record someone without notifying them at first? You can record it. What you can record whatever you want. We I are recording now. So, but the but we all know that we are recording right now. I yeah, think correct. It's but it's I'm not. not sure I think it's just about uh, mm. whether it's admissible in court or whatever. Yeah. Like all, yeah. that's the the legality of things. But in terms of like. Uh, for me, right, it's never okay. Most of the time, right, this kind of disputes never reach open court. Like ninety nine percent of the time, if you if you don't have a contract that's worth like a million dollars, you you think the judge is gonna like suddenly get his ass off his chair, sit in front of everybody, put on his fucking wig on, do they still put on the wig? I don't know, and no, and, and preside the case for you for your three hundred dollar contract. Like go fuck yourself. That's I never I, gonna I, I, I will argue that that is their job to do so because yeah, that that is civil no, service. But there, there's too there's too much of it going on. It's and not then, just that. How much money is it worth to you? If it's not a very big sum, then are you gonna be putting out more money for from your own pocket to hire big shot lawyers to help you fight the case? So for me, right, the recording, right, is just to embarrass the people who try to like wiggle their way out of agreements or whatever after the fact. They'll say, "Oh no, I did not say this." I'm like, "Yeah, bitch, you did." It's never about the legality of things. It's just to secure mm. my side. The legal thing, the legal aspect of it, I never actually investigated, but. Because Wait. most of the time it never reaches that stage. So have you ever used a conversation like a recorded conversation against someone already? Have you have you ever like played it back and be like, hey, this is what you said? I threatened to and then they okay, I know what you're talking about, then I bet they never do it ever again. It it was actually a very minor thing. It wasn't like a but the problem was that because it's a very small detail and this small detail could potentially cost me a lot of work, I already said no, I'm not going to do it. He said, yes, actually, you said you're going to do it. I said, no, we we have the conversation. I've recorded the conversation. I said it in this way. Then like, okay, let me go and let me get back to you. Yeah, so that's the... But John, I mean, after you, you tell them that you've recorded the conversation, it's a bit like show hand already, you know? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like why, yeah, why did you decide you to play to, that card want, so early? If you want to punk me, right, then you better do it in a smart way, lah, right? Don't don't go and try and punk me without without some, some way of uh, backing up your claims or whatever. I think that's a pretty common tactic. Um, they either use uh, WhatsApp or they call you, and nothing is in black and white. It's something just they just add adds on to the contract or adds on to the services that you are supposed to be providing, and it just it just snowballs from there sometimes. And sometimes you just gotta go back to the terms of service and you know the TNC to figure out okay, is this actually adding to a lot of my work? Oh my if goodness! Now we are we are talking about the down and dirty of the creative industry. This is no, exactly how I like it. Some of our audiences are shocked right now. You know, their eyes are open and they are gasping. You know, they are like indignant. Huh? You mean when I'm working with you guys, you're recording my conversation? But ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a normal thing. It's a normal thing, right, guys? It's only for John. Um, uh, no, no, no. I, I know other people. It's not just John that, that record I, the conversations. I, I'm just lazy. I don't, to do I, don't. Yeah. I don't either. Oh, I, I guess I, I don't know. I would prefer not to do uh, business discussions over phone. It's better if it's uh Yeah, I uh, like to write. Yeah, it's okay. either write down emails or face to face and then uh, correspondence over email to come. Don't you guys think that if you can identify identify <laughs> identify red flags like immediately upon meeting the client, there's no need to go through all this nonsense? Because I would dare say the majority of people who hire you are like normal people who want to get a job done and they want to pay you, you know, like normal people, right? 
I think like if you've been in the freelance or I mean if you've worked with people long enough, uh, you kind of can identify red flags immediately upon first contact. So for example, when they send you an email, you can you can see something fishy in it or you know like this this person probably wouldn't check out very much and then you can just completely ignore the email and be like, I'm not sure I want to work with this person. And then, sorry, I can't make this project <laughs> kind of thing. Angie, tell yeah. us, tell us what are the nightmare stories that you have been through in your creative life. Uh, well, I mean, I've been quite relatively lucky, I would say. I've not had clients delay payment for like super long or. I mean, not just about delay payment, you know, how they ugly, deal with you, yeah. the, the I work mean, that they give I've you. I've not had very ugly situations so far, and none that escalated to the point of no return, but. I would say that one of the biggest regret that I had was when I first started out and I was offered like a contract with a editorial publishing house and so um, they said that if you want to work with us continuously and we want to have you on our roster of uh, you know pool of people that we will work with regularly you mm. need to sign this contract and in the contract uh, you basically sign away all copyrights to your work for any work that you do for them for perpetuity you know, like every, every anytime they commission you for a new work, your copyright belongs to them. So I didn't, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. So I signed the contract, and it was like maybe a year later when I talked to some seniors in the industry. They're like, "Oh my god, you don't ever sign your copyrights away for like such little amount of money." You know, because I mean, editorial doesn't pay as well as advertising or something else. Mm, I see, I see, I see, I see. That, that, that was your nightmare story, Angie. Like I said, <laughs> I've been relatively lucky so okay, far. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cop- copyright. Copyrights are, are something that we can't fuck with, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, the only nightmare scenarios that I have are projects just extends indefinitely and then it gets very long and never ending. But. Do you guys notice? Uh, I don't know if you guys actually seen like some of the photos in uh, the MRT stations. Hmm. There's a bunch of them, like, there's this lady playing tennis and then there's one where the kid. There's like a family, then the 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 kid in front, the, the young male, has his shirt open up, there's a cowboy hat. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen those photos. It's, it's in, I think in Tanjurubanga MRT and Tolubanga MRT, those photos has been up there for like at least six years. <laughs> <laughs> right. So who, whoever's the photographer who took those photos, right, also need to brush up a little bit on his contract laws. Because SMRT is really taking for right. Like um, <laughs> when I was working as a photographer's assistant uh, right after I graduated, the company that I worked for almost got into a lawsuit with I think it was Samsung because Samsung reused one of the photos past the contract date. Normally, when you as a photographer, normally when you sell your photographs, you only sell it for a year, maybe two. It's actually very difficult. Most people will not buy it for you from you for. Forever as well in per- in like for for perpet- perpetual use. So they use it for a little bit longer than a year, and then uh, somebody had to go and serve them notice. Then after they took it down, yeah, because that's part of the contract. So yeah, some sometimes you also need to understand like the timing involved as well. Okay, okay, that's a that's another good point. <laughs> Jesus, then. <laughs> sorry, Jerry. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Um, Jerry, what about you? Tell us about your nightmare scenario. Mm, I got probably three. Nightmare scenarios Generally I've been very lucky With clients But uh, Those three it, they, Those three are interesting Because uh, They're not directly with friends But they're um, People who friends recommended So 
it's always I think I think same situation as what John gotten into because you were you you sort of cut them some slack because it's uh, someone you know right but end up it comes back to you and, you know bite you in the ass so it's kind of similar for me uh, the first one was a, a contract for about six images and we're supposed to we're supposed to get them done and it was sent it was delivered it was printed out on the book and the guy didn't pay us for six months so he didn't talk to me he didn't say anything uh, but my uh, some of my friends who were also doing work for him, right? They uh, they w- they weren't paid the, as well. The work was done already. The work it? was done, um, and some of them weren't paid as well. And they were saying, "Oh shit, man! This guy is not paying us for six months, coming to seven months." So finally, a lot of them confronted him because they knew him from uh, a previous job, and he was like, "Oh yeah, my my girlfriend broke up with me. Uh, you know, I lost my HDB flat, and I got a." got no money right now man they always have this yeah there's always a sob story you know right. and his his so-called friends and ex-colleagues didn't take shit for it la. but they, they kept hounding him and eventually eventually they got paid but he didn't pay me because i was not an ex-colleague you know i wasn't a friend i was i'm just someone who was recommended to do work and finally i decided okay i paid 15 dollars to acra to get his uh uen number his company number and everything i made sure i have all the emails and everything i was going to go ahead with uh with a uh, small claims claim right 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 and it's only for a few hundred dollars like 750 us dollars mm-hmm. so finally when i told him i've got all the information i'm going to do that against you if I don't get paid by this Friday. So right after that email sent out, in two hours, my bank account had 750 US dollars. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. So it, it had to go to that stage before he's willing to, you know, uh, pay up, uh, which I felt was a bit unnecessary. Uh. Then the second one was uh, another job that uh, because it was a friend, uh, a senior's uh, contract, so I, I didn't have any say in it. Turns out what happened was they kept asking us to do things they, they kept asking for more things, more things, more things, more things, right? So I'm saying this, all these things will be paid, right? Uh, apparently, the person who I spoke with was the, was the AD or CD level. I don't remember, right? Can, so you, uh, can you dispel the abbreviation? Oh, so it's an art director or creative director level, right? So uh, she was very nice. Obviously, when they ask you to do more things, they're always very nice. And so I was walking through the night and she was just dropping me uh, emails and saying, we need... Jia yo, jia yo, fighting! Oh, no, 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 it's, no, not, no, it's not that, it's not that. Yeah, she's just dropping me emails saying that, hey, can we try it in this style or try it in the other style? Which is fine, you know, which is fine because I was assured I'll be paid for that. Um, but at the end of it, dun, dun, dun. apparently the client didn't like any of them, so they didn't use any of those things. God damn, I hate those fucking, yeah. I hate those fucking art directors that think they are the shit. They right? think they know the client inside and out. Correct, correct. Oh man, I fucking hate those people. <laughs> and the worst thing is the finance guy came back to me and said, you know, hey, those things were not used, man. So I cannot pay you for those. Fuck you. Yeah. And I, I told him, the funny thing is the senior, right? Uh, you guys know him too, so I'm not going to say a name. Uh, so anyway, Tell me later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. So anyway, the senior, right? He, because it's his friend, he, it, was his, it was his ex-colleagues. So he decided to take a 50%. So it's like, okay, I'll be, just bill me for half of whatever I've delivered. That's good enough, right? But I had to, uh, I had to, maintain, I had to maintain some level of integrity. Lah. So I told them, dude, I told you guys, in the beginning that if you guys uh, re- you know for any reason you guys reject is it my is it my contract for any reason you guys reject or did not use um, you still have to pay me because it's delivered 100% in its entirety and finally we negotiated and I managed to get a 75% uh, on those things that were not um, used the worst thing is I how I found out was um, I was with my uh, wife back then girlfriend we were just strolling down the street mm. and then I saw my drawing on a billboard 
Like they printed it like life size and I don't know how many you know six foot or uh, two are, meters are you, tall. Are you, are you, is there a reason why we don't name and shame on this podcast? Yes. What is the reason? I, I don't want to you know uh, they may come back to me again. Okay. Oh, you want the business? That's why. Okay. Okay. Granted, I mean, granted. I mean, honestly speaking, I don't even name and shame on my Facebook page. There's no reason to do to do. This I think it's so. really short-sighted to do yeah. so. In fact, right? Like, um, I had this uh experience where one of the illustrators that I recommended to a very good client of mine, mm-hmm. my client texted me suddenly, and and you know, because this illustrator kind of named and shamed some of her other clients, uh, not my client, but mm. other clients on her Facebook page and, mm. and they were already friends on Facebook and then my client was like, hey, you know, right, um, after seeing this, I'm a bit scared to work with her. Eh. What, if, what if, you know, um, she names and shame us? Not that, not that I, I, you know, that client would have business practices that would let people name and shame, but, you know, it, it creates some sort of like reluctance to work with you if you okay. do that kind of stuff. I think you do it when it's like, when shit hits the fan and you yeah. really need to yeah. work. Like this guy owes you like $20,000 and you have no other recourse than uh, rather than to seek the, the court of public opinion to help you out. Yep. But I think like a general, if you do it as a general principle, then people just sort of see it as a negative as well, okay. and which okay. I agree with. Yeah, because like I mean, if you, you just start complaining mm. and name and shame every little thing uh, that you're displeased about with your clients or your, your business or your work. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's quite unprofessional in my opinion to, to just complain about such things on your Facebook page. I mean, it's one thing to say that, hey, you know, I had this, uh, I had this experience of um, this asshole telling me this is this, but then when you say like, hey, company XYZ, this is this and that, that, that. Okay, I I think it's I'm, I'm going to really, really, really regret this because I bought an ice cream once at a, at, a, at a shop and then it was like a bit melty and I was like, oh, oh. this sucks. And then I never complained to the person. I posted it on Facebook. I took photos and I, and I know I was just joking. <laughs> okay, okay. No, but it's true. Wait, that sounds like some, something that actually happened, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember that now. Actually, the, I think the ice cream place was a, was a place that I went and I loved the ice cream. And I was just like, wait, are you sure? Like the my immediate response was to discredit the the, the complainer. Take your wrong. Mm. Take your mm. idiot. I should be awesome. Jerry, you have one last nightmare story, right? Yeah, and the last one to. was uh it was nineteen forty five and uh, the bombs <laughs> yeah, were dropping. Bombs dropping and, <laughs> and then in the midst of the war the client called me to do this edit, you know, and they wanted it like in two hours time. What the hell man, you apparently guys are telling the, my story. Apparently the client was Hitler uh, <laughs> but they didn't tell me that. <laughs> And then he killed himself. Oh my god, I'm never gonna get paid. And then I drew yeah. something for Hitler, oh my god. So anyway, the last one was uh <laughs> was this events uh events coordinator who uh Is who it John? Is it John? No no it's not John, it's not John. So this events I'm not coordinator, events coordinator. Yeah, he's not events coordinator. So this events coordinator did something at uh, MBS, right? The the rooftop. I don't know the name of the restaurant. Apparently the restaurant was swindled by her as well. MBS rooftop only got a few restaurants. Yeah, there's only that yeah. one or two restaurants. So apparently the the roof the rooftop restaurant uh, paid her, and she didn't pay to the rest of the performers and the artists and the designers who helped her out. Oh. Yeah, and um, it it took a lot to uh, to get her to pay. And I, actually, until today, I wasn't paid, but it was two hundred bucks. So you know, I mean, but but you know, it's it's like even the restaurant, if even the restaurant uh, had to help help her cover up because uh, not cover up, but had to cover for her because there are certain things that the restaurant was uh, supposed to pay for. And the boss of the restaurant was like, I gave her the money, but none of those people got paid. 
So mm. he had to come up with more money uh, in order to uh, to cover her tracks. Oh, why, why did he feel like it was his responsibility to cover her tracks? Um, because it was advertised as uh, an event at his restaurant. So you know he needed to protect the the reputation. It's possible of the he's business. just a nice guy, la. Yeah, I it's mean, possible he's like nice some, guy. Too. I know okay. some people who do that, which I often discourage. Uh, you're just enabling bad behavior. But yeah, I think exactly. he he did it out of the kindness of his heart, and you know. Okay. Some people are just like that. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know the full story, but it just seems that way. So okay. the, the friend who got me the job is actually one of the performance in uh, one of the performers in that uh, particular show that she put on, right? And he told me you should go talk to the restaurant owner, and he may be able to get you your payment. And I'm like, no, no, she's the one. Organizer is the one who uh, is supposed to pay me. Why should I claim money from him? It's none of his business. I didn't have a contract with him, so that happened. Uh, but in general, my all my clients pay. They may not pay on time, but they do pay in the end. Yeah, okay. like my African warlord. Man, you sound like I a loan shark. Then they, they, they do pay <laughs> in the end. Yeah, in the after end. I've hung after up all the pig's heads, and then like you know put joysticks at their paint. house. Yeah, they do pay in the end. <laughs> oh you know, goodness. eventually. After I show up their kids' school. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Now that you you said it, like I think the the real nightmare scenario, right, that I have experienced is when you kind of work with large government bodies or you work with um large corporations where there are lots of levels to go through, mm, and mm. then you know you you go up the first uh, level, uh, the lowest hi- hierarchy, right, lowest rung of the ladder, and then they're like, oh okay, and then they go to the next level, and then they're like, no, this is not okay, and then changes after changes after changes, and Wait. then they they show the big boss, and the big boss is like. No, this all sucks. You know what's funny? Because I had this experience in my uh, in my job as well. The first work, the first, <laughs> I had this experience in in my first job as well. So we were doing something for I can name and shame now because those guys probably have already left the army. So it was a job for Mindef. I mean, that was that was just right after national service. So you know, I know that a captain rank is nothing nothing too high up the officers' ranking. So the captain came in and he was the liaison. He was like, "Oh, we, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that." Oh man, someone's getting arrested. I think the police are coming for you, John, for all the crimes that you've done. Wait, me or Jerry? Who for just spilling, for spilling all the shit on Mindef stuff. You broke your NDA, right? It wasn't with me. It was with the company. <laughs> anyway, it was like okay, fucking continue, twenty years ago or something. So anyway, the 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 captain came in and he wanted a lot of things, and we know the job was only for seventeen thousand dollars, right? It was a three D animation and shit. So I was supposed to do storyboards for it, and I was doing storyboards halfway for about a week. Um, then they the, they sent the Im- images up to a higher rank. The higher rank came down and said, "This is not what we want." And then we had to redo everything again. Then it went to went up to a higher rank, <laughs> and the higher rank came back and said, "This is not what we want." <laughs> Finally, right, after like three weeks, right, a general came down, sat in the studio, and watched the animation. Like, this is not what this is not what I want. Then he got his he got his uh, PA, which is a corporal, to uh, you know put out a laptop and just show show them what I want. After that, right, all the 3D animators were like, ah, say earlier. <laughs> that job actually took, th- it could be done in three days, but we dragged on for like four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mindev yeah. is always known to be the epitome of communication, of course. And even inefficiency. I think a lot of what, like government bodies and yeah. step No, the uh, worst thing is all the in-betweens, right? I mean, because we're, uh, our, our military is, uh, has not gone to war, so there's not really a lot of things those officers can do to uh, to go up in rank. So they have to. <laughs> Let me impress. say something just for the sake of saying something, so I sound important and intelligent. Pretty much, yeah. I hate those people. <laughs> hate those people. So then, right, what's then. your what's your <coughs> nightmare scenario? Then, okay, guys. Um, before I, I, I'm gonna be real honest with you guys. It's gonna take me a lot of courage to to tell you guys because this was like one of the major slip ups that I I like happened to me in my life. Uh, maybe if you guys work hard enough, 
you could find out exactly who the people are involved. So is it okay if I can? I mean, you guys promise to like not do that. Sure. <laughs> okay. I am promising you shit. <laughs> okay. So for our audience members, no, I just don't have the time or energy to. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Wait, wait, wait. That's great. That's hang great. on. Hang on. Hang on. What was yeah, the What was busy. the thing about agreement again? Is this agreement? Yeah, like this agreement. Is okay? We are already recording. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so our audience members out there, like, please don't do it. Uh. I mean. It's, it's, it's taking a lot out of me To tell you guys this But I'm just gonna do it So that Maybe you can They, they have a saying That you do not tread Where angels have fallen Right Just don't repeat my mistakes Wait are you Are you <laughs> calling yourself an angel oh. is, that, is that what just happened then Are you an angel then Such a beautiful one Earth angel Earth angel Ooh. Okay so this happened uh, So there was, there was a time back About five years ago I believe Where I first started uh, Doing uh, illustrations In the industry This was in the games industry I believe And um, I was I was tasked To do a number of uh, Illustrations For a particular game uh, This particular game Right Is now uh, out On itch.io Are you guys familiar What itch.io is? It is a bunch of uh, nope. Uh, uh, casual games Casual games Right So basically It's an entire game uh, Production time About three months And it's quite 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 significant uh, In terms of its art assets Because it was a mecha game And I love drawing mecha It was great Oh right. I remember seeing Like stuff from yeah. that I think maybe Was it from last year No no that, that, that was three years ago This one's okay. five years ago It's a little different Yeah Okay so what happened right Was that um, This project is uh, Somewhat worth about Four to five K It's not a lot Again it's not a lot But it's three months Production time So if you think about it Four to five K in three months That's not a lot per month but it was enjoyable and it Were was you working on it full time? No lah, of course not lah Other gigs uh, uh, You know uh, The job was eventually done the, the good thing is that Throughout the progress Of me creating these illustrations I could see them slowly Being put into the game Because the game doesn't come up You know, immediately Just like that, right? There are different iterations Of the game You know, the alpha version The alpha build And then the beta build And then slowly, slowly I get to see the game Come to fruition Okay? So right at the end, right? Um, uh, the game was released And uh, it was It was actually It actually uh, uh, hit the The top of uh, H.io because you know these games these, these sites like, host many many different games right and then revenue is through advertising right the game was good enough that it, it, it hit H.io for, uh, for uh, I think for a month like it was on the, the featured list for a month and then of course I was waiting for my payment ah, okay so then this is where the worries start happening okay where I, uh, I um, ask for payment and I, I text often and I call and I get ignored right okay the contract's already been signed but Fool that I was, I did not get uh, like you, John. You got a fifty percent deposit. I didn't get a fifty percent deposit. I just told him, just pay me when the job is done. But the contract was signed, right? And then uh, I got ignored multiple times, right? And uh, it came to a point where I, I, every day I just call uh, just to try and see whether he'll pick up. Okay, but he doesn't pick up. So I was like, okay, I had enough. And then I'm gonna go down to the person's office. Okay, so I went down to his office, and guess what happened? Got emptied out. Yeah, emptied out. Uh, there's nobody there. Okay, but through, through my, my amazing skills, my Sherlock Holmes skills, I found his house. So I basically went down to his house, right, on a weekend, and I boom, 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 boom. Excuse me, boom, boom, boom. It's Mr. Toot there. Boom, 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 boom. Then, of the, then of eventually the maid opened the door, and then the maid was like, uh, oh, uh, so-and-so is looking for you. And then I saw his fucking head pop out from the side, right? And then he's like, he's like uh, then he, he, just, he just popped back, right? Then I was like, hey, hey, come back, come back. And then uh, he got mad. He got crazy, man. He came out. He was like, "How oh, the fuck you driving out of the house?" So that, that that shocked me for a while. Then I became frightened because somebody's yelling at me, right? You're frightened, right? And I was like, "What the fuck?" Right? Then I got mad too. And then I was yelling at his gate, and he was yelling at my gate. Eventually, the police came down because some of the neighbors called the the police, and he still refused to pay me. And he made it out to be my fault. You know what? He called me. He called me a stalker. Guys, tell me, am I a stalker? 
Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Soccer with hey, a for four to five k, you find out where the person would you go down to his house just to confront him. He's been ignoring your calls, you no? Know? Ignoring your calls, ignoring your mail. Uh, you I, do I would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I will be a stalker yeah. This is what you are I, I wasn't <laughs> intending to be violent or anything I mean I you were stalking him But for a good reason Okay okay So anyway The police came down Took our statements Okay And then he, he was just Very indignant about it Okay Then uh, I, I was very prepared To go to case Okay So Okay this, this one This one This was what happened right? But then okay I didn't have the knowledge Of knowing Of knowing that This case that I'm going to tell you Is related to what I'm going to tell you Okay So basically right At that time Me and my friends We were butter slugs Do you guys know what butter slugs are? No. Do you guys know where the butter factory is? Oh Okay Yep Yeah, yeah they, the they, old, they, the, Now no more already right? Yeah now no more already Yeah, yeah. one uh, One Fullerton Yes Was it? Yes So they, they play alright music there My friends like to go there So okay fine Fine we go there often And then This has never happened before guys Because you, you, know, you guys know me right I'm not a looker I'm not like John Who's like the handsome one Okay so <coughs> Once Once Okay when I was there A young lady approached me She was a very attractive young lady Okay she was actually quite And I was intoxicated So she looked even more attractive And then we, we somehow hit it on And uh, we got to be friends And I think Um uh, for the first night, nothing happened. But afterwards, we we went out. We had dinner, right? And then uh, she she was like, "Oh, you know, um, my parents are not in. Why don't you stop by the house? You could play some games, right? Because we 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 all play games. We are gamers, right? So we went to the. I was desperate for. So I went to a house, right? And then yes, we did play some games. But then we got intimate afterwards. Okay. On hindsight, this sounds very stupid. Yes, I know. Are you, are you sure you want this to go on air? Because I, I it took me. It's, it's taking a lot of courage okay. for me to tell you guys. Sure. This. Okay, I just want you guys to know. Okay. okay? So eventually, um, we got intimate, and it was great. It was a perfect, it was a great night. And then, immediately when I woke up, right, this is where the danger started, start, I mean, the, the danger signal started coming into my body, right? The alarm bell started ringing, okay? In the morning, right, she was fucking cold. She was like, are you done? Can you get out? And I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? You know, I mean, I mean I'm not the kind who's like, oh, are we, are we an item now? Are we together? I, I, just, I just thought we would still be friends, at least, you know what I mean? And she basically, she just chased me off her house. And you know what happened next? I received a mail. Oh shit! I received a mail from the game developer, the guy who owes me for the five k. And you know what's attached to the mail? Your naked photo. Very unflattering photos <laughs> of my naked body. Okay. Yeah. So now, okay, because he knows that he's like you. I know you got a contract. I know you signed a contract. If you bring to case, I'll put this online. He said. So, you dropped it. So, actually, I want to ask you this question. Yes, yes. How sure are you that... It's me, it's me. It's no, me. no, 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 no. I know it's you, confirm, you see with your own eyes, otherwise you won't be saying this. But how sure are, are, uh, are you that he will put up all those things if you bring this to court? What do you mean, how sure? I mean... Okay. Why can't you two, just... Two questions, mm. two questions. Right? Okay. Second, Why don't you just go to the police? Second question is, okay. um, how... Uh, how sure are you to uh, bring it to court and how sure uh, how okay are you with having your genitals splattered yeah yeah you see you see I thought about it because I was like hmm you know uh, it's, it's alright it's fine you know nobody cares mm. but then Wait, hang, again, on, hang on hang on a second yes, then, yes 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 I want to be clear about something you're not pulling yes. our leg right you're 100% <coughs> how mad would you guys be if I told you that everything I told you just now was a lie not really we Probably expected it kind of. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking in my head, right? Like, how much would he have to pay a girl to yeah, sleep with Dan Wong? That's, yeah. That's, 
that was the question I had as like well. Why don't you just it's pay like, him off already? I would ra- like I would rather pay then the four thousand dollars then yeah. to go and get uh, some hooker <laughs> to sleep with then yeah and then now she's a liability exactly right and I mean it doesn't make sense so the the, the moment oh, no. the moment you added the girl into the mix your whole fit was up like that shit man yeah. so you guys Okay, okay, okay. So you guys are quite astute. Uh. I wish you had entered the story with like bringing less of your brain along. And really just I, no, actually, I was really legitimately thinking like, how much would you have to pay someone yes. to sleep with a stranger like in this kind of very elaborate revenge scheme yeah. and then put yourself at risk by sending a letter to you saying that if you go to case, yes. I'm gonna publish your naked photos online and then I'm like why don't you just go to the police because you've got so much evidence on this dude already by the way I know that um, the story <laughs> is a lie the moment you said case as well because if you know anything about business you'll know that case, is a, case. Tooth, yeah. is a toothless organization that has nothing to do with what you just talked about <laughs> it's the small claims tribunal that you're talking about <laughs> Case has done. Uh, case deals with something else completely. Oh no, I'm but terrible. In- interestingly, interesting. Yeah, I got a friend who ran into this problem as well. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. I got, I got a more important question. Okay, okay. How much do you think someone would actually have to pay mm. a a girl to mm. sleep with them? I don't think any Singaporean girl would do it. Hard to say. I just don't think what, so. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I know some young Singaporean ladies who are undergrads and in into the lady of the night business. Yeah, but like for specifically a revenge scheme. Like it's one thing to find a guy that you kind of like and then you bang him and then you get some money on the side. Well, you don't do have to like, like him. But to do something like this where it's just like full-on blackmail. I almost wish the story was true, you know, because it I would, also be, wish the story would have was been true. so salacious <laughs> and like so interestingly gossipy. Yeah, well, my wife is very boring. And, and I think part of the reason why I decided to, to throw a fib and to, to punk you guys because I'll be like, Oh, actually, my my creative industry, I've been very blessed, and I have not run into any crazy clients. And wow, that makes for a tremendously good podcast. Whoa, <laughs> come on, guys, that's that's boring shit. I mean, I've been blessed. Uh, my entire creative life, I don't have a lot of like betrayal stories. I mean, I have my ups and downs, but not nearly as bad as let's say John's yeah, case. That's, or yeah, that's the thing, right? Because you, I hear so many stories of uh, fellow creatives who got like fucking stiffed by shitty clients mm. and um, mm. having really really terrible experiences with work but like I said like, I haven't had really really crazy shitty experiences so let it be known here and today on the 19th of August John Wang the great IQ of 2500 <laughs> has foiled Dan Wong's ridiculous fib and Angie and Jerry were completely gullible and fell for it. Yeah. So let it be known. Let it be known, guys. Angie, I wish you called me out instead of John. Then he wouldn't be so, like, hit balloon. Well, uh, I wanted to go along with it because I just wanted to see where you would take it. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, how, far, how much further can you stretch it? I I'm mean, ready, <laughs> I'm ready I was, for I was, the crown to be placed upon my head, guys. No, fuck off, John. No one cares about how smart you are. <laughs> you want you want an empty empty potato chips bag on your head instead. Uh, anyways, like I was I was wondering how you would end it actually. Like I yeah. would be like, so you, I mean because if you you had such a fantastical story and yes. you say, and if you just said that okay I let it go it's such a downer so like I was expecting you to come up with an even better ending. Yes, that's why I kept but silent. Then, <laughs> yeah, but then you kept silent with that really really sly grin on your face and I was like, come on, then you can do it. You can do it. You can come up with like a really awesome ending. But I guess not. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, disappointed guys. in you then. I should have thought this through clearer. Yes. Okay. 
Oh well. Uh, okay. All right. Can we have a uh, one last magical moment, and then we are unless you guys have do you guys have anything to say? Okay, maybe let's not do a magical moment today. I tell you what, for all our podcast listeners, you know, who are in the creative industry or who want to join the creative industry, right? Let's one person uh, each each person just give one quick one sentence advice for our younger friends or our younger creative friends. Always listen to your gut. Don't if do it. If it says no, then don't do it. Don't don't fucking start freelancing. Just don't do it. It's it's hell on earth. Uh, fucking sucks. Don't join. Do come on, you're not helping by saying. I mean, I mean, don't don't say that though, because that's 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 not helping the people who really. John is just bullshitting. Okay. No, but I think whatever John is saying has value to the people who really want to do it. You know, for the people who are flaky, then don't do it. But if you're really really keen on doing it, then you better freaking find out all the things that you need before you going you jump in. Of course, of course, and they should. But the freelance career has got so many good things to offer that normal careers don't. Yeah. Right, this flexibility, this uh, uh, sense of freedom, and not being beholden to one person. Not having yeah, office your, politics. Your failing and mental and physical health, right? The no no sleep, no fucking money, no this, no that, and people just uh quasway you, you know, look down on you. It's not a pleasant, it's not that or great, glamorous right? industry. All right, it's fucking terrible. At least for the first year. Like if you hang if in you, there till you make it, it's a numbers you, game. If mm-hmm. you if you can tough it out, right, somehow through your first year, you're probably there. But most people they can't. Like there's just no way. And for a lot of us, right, you if you're uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable with the unknown or the uncomfortable, then don't start. If you are if you're like me and you love uncertainty and un- and discomfort and whatever, right? Okay, then like a ma- like a fucking masochist. Yeah, this is the industry for you. I I do think it's possible to have a successful cre- freelance career not at the cost of your health. And your, you know, your mental health and, and feeling in discomfort all the time. I'm, I'm sure in the beginning when you start confirm, I don't think there's any way you can avoid that. But I think if you stay long enough, like, I'm pretty sure you can avoid it. What do you guys think? I think it's very important to, especially in the, you definitely have to put in a lot of work in the first few years. The first two or three years possibly. Um, but after that, it, you also have to start noticing uh, your own patterns of behavior. If you, there can be this sense of fear of not knowing when the next project comes in, and then you try to take on every project that comes your way. But then you'll burn out really, really quickly if you do that. I think in a way, it's a leap of faith and trust in your own abilities. Sometimes, then stop. Then st- I'm sorry. Stop. I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm I sorry. Can I can't. I can't even. <laughs> what? What? So, what? Just to uh, let you guys know, Dan is being Dan Cat by chewing on a cable for the microphone. I, yeah. I. I, I, I need, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that chewing part. All right. If he has taken the wire and put it in his mouth with his hands, then he would have acted like a retarded Echo human cat. being, right? But he didn't do that. He he craned his neck down, <laughs> tilted his head so that his mouth is parallel to the wire, and then proceed to. Grip the wire with the lips, not the not his teeth. His, with his lips. I was trying to focus on what Angie was saying, and I my body just acted on its own. And then he was completely oblivious to it <laughs> until the last two <laughs> seconds. Then I mean, he dropped the wire, and then Angie and I were just staring at him, just like, "Then stop." <laughs> we can't even. But okay, okay. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we might do a part two of this creative industry thing, but you know we are done for today. If any of you are in the creative industry and have things to say regarding our opinions, or if you have 
nightmare stories of your own, please feel free to share it on the, the comment section uh, on, on Facebook or on SoundCloud. And also, we are on iTunes now, so maybe you can check us out or follow us if uh, you have iTunes as well. That's it. Yeah. Okay, bye. Meow.